<laughs> Thank you to our lovely studio audience. Welcome to Carnival Personnel's Sideshow. I'm Joe. I'm Jacques. And uh, we're going to, uh, you know, do a little something different on this, mixing it up. Uh, surprise to most people. Very little prep went into this. But I was just talking to Joe and looking around his, uh, what, do you, what do you call the? Uh, either the Luseum or the Sad Cave. <laughs> the Sad Cave. I call it awesome. Uh, Joe, as everybody who's listened to this for more than five seconds knows, is what you would call a gamer. Um, constantly playing games with my emotions. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to over-exaggerate because I've told my kids a million times not to exaggerate. But Joe has, I think, every game system ever made in any continent ever down here in the Lyceum. Uh, I, I think there's some games in here that the Smithsonian would like to get their hands on <laughs> a, 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 as proof of it. So I thought it'd be a fun sideshow to kind of, you know, not run down the history of games or gaming, but the uh, the games that Joe has available uh, in working condition. Why don't we limit to working condition? Yeah, sure. D- down here in the Lyceum. Um, to, my, to my left is the couch for the studio audience, if it ever happens. Or some oh, casting. Right, I was going, you took my line. <laughs> line! Uh, to my right is uh, is a wall of, of video game uh, systems magic, from handheld games to the console games. Um, I think all the newest games is, is upstairs that his kids get to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but I'm going to start it off. Joe, what is your favorite system, not now, but like, like, this system was your favorite for the longest or the one that you anticipate it most. Like, what is your, like, Desert Island system or systems? Nintendo Entertainment System. And that was that, the second one? Or was uh, that no, the that, first? Well, that's the first NES. console that was the NES. Yes, that's the first one that was... Uh, that's the one where we, where we review a, randomly <laughs> a game from that uh, collection every week on our podcast. And about how many games do you have? Uh, 200... And 80, I believe. I have an app or two that keeps track of my video game collections. That's Z- great. Nice. <laughs> suck. Uh, no, it's all. It's okay. But, and also, I want to preface this by saying I know this is sad. I know I suck. I know this is something that not a regular person okay, does. Okay, no, see, see, Joe, Joe always smirches this. When I got to I L- when too. I got to LA in 95, uh, Comic Con in San Diego was a one day thing. And it was awesome, and it was great. Uh, Comic-Con now, it, it, I remember about 10 years ago, a buddy of mine who was also a big Comic-Con guy, they never released exactly when it was going to be. And as soon as the release dates were made, like six months in advance, if you weren't online ready to get a hotel room, you were staying maybe 60 miles away, paying four times as much for like a rent roof in because it has now moved from like, you know, the 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 ballroom at a local hotel to the San Diego Convention Center, which is one of the largest convention centers in the U.S. And it is packed for days, days, the week on it. Yeah, the whole week, San Diego shut down because of cosplayers. And, and is is... Anybody knows, like, I've been to Comic-Con, you know, around the world now, and it's a huge thing. Joe, as well, like, next month, you know, there's gaming conventions that specialize in this. So so Joe's always saying, oh, what a, what a loser niche thing this is. Agreed. <laughs> However, there turns to be a lot of, 
you know, of, of people from your ilk, from your clan out there. Uh, enough where there's gigantic books that we talked about on this week's podcast and stuff like that. So it's a huge thing. So don't think it's like, you know, oh, I'm a complete weirdo for doing this. Complete weirdo for other reasons. But this is awesome. So stop saying that it's not cool because I think it's awesome. Um, well, does that mean shit? Yes. <laughs> no, no, nothing. No. I don't know. Okay. So why is NES your favorite? The NES is my favorite because it's what I grew up with. It's uh, not the first system I got. To be honest, I, I mean, I did get an Atari uh, when I was a, a wee lad. Uh, I even got a Color Computer 3 from Tandy, which was like it's... Tandy released the lines. They're, they're small lines of, uh, like, cartridge-based computer systems, but they also had, like, disk drives and stuff. But regardless of that, this, this, is, my f- this is what I grew up with. This is what most kids in, the, in my area grew up with, a Nintendo Entertainment System. If you grew up in the mid-'80s, you had this. Um, even if you were... A cool kid. Like, everybody just had a fucking Nintendo, except for you. But everybody had a Nintendo. We were poor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, it's funny because I remember, like, one one year, you know, when I was, like, I think in middle school, well, you know, eighth grade, seventh grade, my mother would get me, like, she would give me presents on days that you don't normally get presents. Like, I got Valentine's Day presents. Like, and I remember this one year for Valentine's Day, she would frequent, like, flea markets and stuff like that. And she must, and she knew that I played video games and stuff. She got me like six like used Nintendo games, and they're but they were like all great games, you know, like they were like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we just used games. They weren't in the box, they weren't like you know sealed or anything, but they were all great working games. And I remember just like appreciating that, and that's where I would hang my hat as far as gaming goes. So the NES, if you were to rank talk modern day gamers in our age range. What what are the percentages going to say? Yeah, this is what got me into gaming. This is probably the the best memories that I have are from this system. Uh, I'll say like seventy five percent because I think maybe people who are my age or maybe a little bit younger, uh, like in their early thirties or late to late thirties, grew up with the Super Nintendo. Like I think that was like the more of their jam because the Super Nintendo, much better graphics, deeper gameplay. They had more. Uh, role-playing games like RPGs like uh, Final Fantasy is a series of very popular series of role-playing games that uh, before the Super Nintendo uh, you had a couple of RPGs but I think the idea was that the Western audiences weren't ready for RPGs you know like it was more of a Japanese audience thing and then when the Super Nintendo rolled around they were like you know what let's let's put all these games that are popular in the Japanese market and translate them and put them on the Western market and see how it goes, and it exploded. You know, and that's where the RPGs sort of took off in the 16-bit era. So I think Super Nintendo would be like a close second to just the NES. It depends on really the age. What was the window that the NES it w- was it? What what was its closest predecessor, and and was the NES like with the Super Nintendo the next thing that came, or was there an Atari in between there? Was a Sega in between? Oh, there? I mean, it, it, like what what did it come from, and what knocked this off? Yeah. So, well, okay, the Super Nintendo. Well, you had the Atari. Everybody had the Atari from like the late '70s to like the early '80s, and then this there, there was the video game market crash of 1983, which decimated the video game market in the West. Uh, you had like the Atari Intellivision, you had the ColecoVision, and you had the Atari, um, yeah, you had the Atari, the Intellivision, and the ColecoVision, filling the markets with just shitty games. There was a market crash, video games sort of collapsed, and nobody was interested. So then in '85, Nintendo rescues the video game market in the West by releasing the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then they had an illegal stranglehold on the video game market for 
a good five years or so, five or six years, basically saying to developers, okay, great. We know there's this other video game system called the Sega Master System. If you create games for this system, you will not be allowed to make games for our system. And, um, you know, basically they put them on a blacklist. Wow. And, and it was illegal. I mean, like they like it was an antitrust thing. You know, it was like a big. But, but just just and, and we could ask our friend Biff. Does Japan have antitrust? I don't know. I, I, well, that's the thing is, but this was for the North American market too, so it had to affect. I think they they eventually went to court over it in the early '90s, and then like that sort of freed up the market. But by then, the damage had been done for Sega as far as their Sega Master System was concerned, which is why a lot of my friends didn't have a Sega Master System growing up. Everybody had Nintendo, 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 Nintendo. Like, the whole, like, video game aisle that they had to create in Toys R Us was all Nintendo all the time and a little bit of Sega. But there were a few. But One of our friends in the neighborhood uh, that I grew up in uh, had, a say, uh, had a ColecoVision. Wow. It's fun. It was a, and, and that was probably my first, like, we got the Atari honestly two years after everybody else had it it was one of those things where i would skip school and go into my friend mike's house because they never locked the doors and play atari because we didn't have a system yeah um and then he was also the first kid who had like ColecoVision, and that's when i remember going from the atari to ColecoVision and couldn't believe like like it must have been you know what was it 1936, when people went to see The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> right? And, and yeah. when, when Dorothy goes to Kansas and it's in color, and it's like that, that's how blown away, yeah. It was went from the blocky characters to like, oh my god, that looks like a smurf, right? So, so, <laughs> uh, so what was what was the NES? What bit system is that? So, the NES is, I believe, it's the it's, I mean, it's an 8 bit system, but I believe it's the third generation of video games because there's there's generations to all of this like the first generation is like the pong consoles the second generation is atari and television uh ColecoVision. the third generation would be eight-bit systems like the atari i mean like the uh nintendo entertainment system the sega master system and then uh, in 89 sega released their 16-bit system the sega genesis which is what really stepped up the game. It took the video game industry to the next level. It was 16 bits. It was twice the processing power, if not three times the processing power. It was um, a big jump in resolution and graphics and sound. Uh, the attitude and the edge that Sega put in their games was greater than with a family-friendly Nintendo kitty kind of climate that they had created. So... Sega really challenged Nintendo to make their 16-bit system. That's what spawned the Super Nintendo. Um, and that's when the 16-bit console wars happened between Sega and Nintendo. Sega had this great ad campaign, uh, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Um, that's great. And, uh, they were, but they had these really edgy you know, anti-Nintendo ad campaigns in the, in, the, in the North American market. It was like the grown-up version of video games. Like, okay, you grew up playing Nintendo and Mario and all that shit. Now here's Sonic the Hedgehog. He's going to kick your fucking ass. What's the first game system you bought? You took money that you earned or Christmas money that you went out and bought? Gee, it wouldn't have been until I was an adult. You know what? I did buy a Nintendo 64 for someone else. So I did do that. I didn't buy that for myself, per se. Um, but for myself, it had to have been like an adulthood when I got like a, 
you know, like a, a Wii or a place. Like when I got back into gaming after I had kids. Because right. um, right, that, that's a bad, I mean, I didn't play games for like ever, you know. And then, you know, I got a four-year-old. Somebody talked me into getting Arkham, uh, the PS3 and Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And my parenting skills have diminished greatly ever yeah, since. Yeah, right. That, well, that's the thing with me, too, is that I got out of gaming in college. Um, after the PlayStation era, like the disc-based systems came out, you know, that was like the late 90s. And I kind of fallen out of it. Like I was, I kind of, I think I was a little overwhelmed or not as into like the 3D, you know, immersive gaming that I was more used to like the simpler 2D platform kind of stuff, you know, a little bit of 3D, but not too much. Yeah, it just didn't intrigue me as much for some reason. And um, I kind of missed the boat on the PlayStation era. But then, uh, yeah, when I got... Uh, married and had children, and I said, "Well, these little pesky brats got to be, you know, <laughs> I gotta uh, do entertained. Something. I either have to talk to them, <laughs> right? God, parenting, God forbid. Or hey, what what did I do as a child? What did my parents do? Oh, they got me video games to shut me the <laughs> up. So that's what I'm gonna do with my kids. So I got back into that. Yeah. Okay. So so let, let, so we're gonna start. Let's start. Uh, on the bottom shelf, and not to say that they're bottom shelf games, right? But can you? They're see literally them? on my bottom. Do, do shelf. Do I have to pull them out for you to see them, or or or? I'll do... stand up. On the bottom shelf, I have three systems. You don't have to pull them out. So a lot of my systems are elaborately connected to switchers that are connected to an old CRT television, like an old big tube TV. So on the bottom shelf, I have the original Xbox from 2001, the PlayStation 2. And, and wait, and if that's the box right there. What? Oh, is that, what, what? Oh no! So uh, from left to right, on the top is the PlayStation Two. That's the second generation PlayStation. Obviously. Or PlayStation Dos for our El Spanish speaking. <laughs> Buenas noches, amigos. Uh, the other, I have Xbox Original, like I said, um, and then see. So you got an Xbox right next to a PlayStation. Can't the Jews and Palestinians come together? Moving on, <laughs> and then I have. Uh, uh, a Nintendo GameCube. So that was that generation the of... The Cube. Yes, the Cube. How long did the Cube run? Um, pretty pretty long. That was the, right before the Wii. You know, the Wii came out in 2005, uh, and the GameCube was debuted, I think, in 2000, so what, five years? So, okay, so you got the PlayStation 2. You, how many how many games do we have for the PlayStation 2 roughly floating around the Well, museum? if you turn around, um, you can see my entire PlayStation collection on that one shelf. So, I don't know, about... Um, 40, 30? Yeah, about 25, 30 games. Yeah, I'll say 30 games. And you know what's great about the PlayStation 2 is that it's backwards compatible with the PlayStation 1. So, it's two game consoles in one. Right. I, two. I, I, I remember... Two. Two consoles in one. <laughs> where I got in late, I remember it was just a couple of years ago, you know, the new Arkham Knight came out, and um, I was going to Mississippi... Don't be jealous. <laughs> and well, I was going to Mississippi. There was no way I was leaving the hotel unless I was working. I was working on a movie, and so I bought that, you know. And I was so pissed because I didn't, I didn't realize backwards compatibility was a thing. I just assumed, okay, well, this is better than the three, so it must be able to play the threes. And no, not no. Right, the PS4 is when they Sony had stopped doing the backwards compatibility. The PlayStation Three is backwards compatible. And that's a whole other thing. So when PlayStation 3 was first released, it was backwards compatible with the PS1 and PS2. So it was three systems, and it was a Blu-ray player. So the PS3, the original FAT system, that was like the the, the godsend for anybody that ever wanted to get into uh, Sony games. It was just like, okay, if you if you like watching great movies, you can also use this as your right. entertainment center. And that was sort of the case with the PlayStation 2. It came out... 
with a higher price tag, but it was all, it also doubled as a, what do they call it, a DVD player? Well, the funny thing is, I, I got the PS3 because I had a company that was making Blu-rays at the time, and the partner that I had with it, the author, said, you know, I had, you know, part of the job is, you know, much like with our podcast, he does 99% of the work, and I, you know, did this, and so, but I would like watch the things that he did kind of an extra set of eyes to qc and then i had to buy a blu-ray player and he said oh get the ps3 it's the best blu-ray player and i'm like he was a gamer i'm like dude i'm not uh, you know pushing 40 i don't need a fucking you know and he goes no they're really the best player i got it the funny thing about the ps3 the one of the few things i know about it it was illegal to ship ps3s to iran why because of the processing, it was it was deemed a quote unquote supercomputer. The processing speed on it, it was it was you it, know, you right, know. right. They had controls over like their their information and within the technology that pe- that average people could own. Right. Yeah. So there was a, there was a worldwide embargo on that. It, right. was, it was deemed too good of a computer to to turn over. Anyway, so so we have the first shelf. So 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 and how many how many Xbox One games do we have? Uh, was it called the Xbox? Because it wasn't an Xbox. Right. It, it, was, it was just the, called Xbox. It was a world to end all wars <laughs> before World War Two came right. out. Yeah, that's the confusing thing about the new Xbox One is that they said "f you." It's kind of like the when Ghostbusters came out in 2016. It's right. like, wait, there's a movie already. Yeah. So. Microsoft Xbox was just Xbox. And then the, I think now you refer to it as the original Xbox. And about and how many games? That's- on the left-hand side of the green boxes on the bottom there, 20. But uh, I have a modded Xbox, which is a soft modded Xbox, which means software modded, which means technically I can run any, you know downloaded pirated games on there if I you want it. You want it? I could. I would never. But you could. How dare you, sir? Right. <laughs> Them's fighting words. And how about the uh, the cube there? We got the, any the, cube the games? game. The Nintendo GameCube games are right there on the uh, right above the Xbox games. So all those disc based games. It's about what 20 ish games. A great little system, like especially if you like Mario and Zelda. So, um, so that's three systems on that shelf. Yes. All right, next shelf. So the uh, now we're moving up, moving on up to on the left hand side is a TurboGrafx 16, which I picked up recent, like maybe like five, over five years ago at a Goodwill in a box with like a bunch of other games for like fifteen bucks or something. So it was like a real great deal. Now it's a little bit more than that. Um, what? That's right, saving that money. And then to the right of that, I think you recognize that. Uh, yeah, if you weren't a gamer and you've been uh, locked in, locked in a Fallout shelter since uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, you would come out and you would recognize <laughs> the Atari. Yeah, and I have that. Yeah, so I have uh, several games for that. Like those, you can see the Atari games on that same little Monero shelf over there. There's probably another twenty games over there. Um, and we broke that out. I think I I don't know. Did I break that out with you? Where I played like. You brought, yeah, you brought it over. Right. Yeah, so it was... Um, and it has, like, the paddle controllers as well as the original joystick controllers. That's a little bit, bit of a bitch to get working, but it's, you know, it's like you have to kind of tweak the on and off switch a little bit because it's loose. But, uh, yeah, that's a... It's fun to go back to every now and then. I was actually playing Enduro about, like, a month ago, and I was playing with Connor, and we were kind of getting into it. So, you know, Activision made the best games for the Atari... 2600 like they were the ones where you know he had the like pitfall and enduro Pitfall. that was that was a chip my brother's jam was pitfall yeah like those guys that's the first music i that's like the first music i remember from pitfall do 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 yeah um that's and then when you grab the vine 
and we'd go like like the Tarzan yell. Yeah, so that has a bunch of classics with it. But and there, if you want to play Atari games now. If you've ever been in a Target in the gaming section, you can't walk by this, the right. shelves without seeing one of those flashback systems. And I think right now they're up to like flashback version 8, where it has like you know 150 built-in Atari games. Uh, one more shelf up. Now we're getting to some more substantial gaming systems. I mean, obviously the first shelf was pretty substantial with the disc-based games, but now we're having the Nintendo 64, which was a, you know, kind of a... A lover-to-hate-it kind of system. It was a cartridge-based system for Nintendo. It was to compete with the Sony PlayStation. They stuck with the cartridges Nintendo did. They were afraid of piracy. They also, Nintendo made money selling the cartridges to developers. So if you wanted to make a game for the system, you're as a developer or a publisher, you would have to buy cartridges from Nintendo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like you couldn't just make your own fucking cartridges. It's like, okay, here's the whole system, here's the whole package, here's, you know, you have to put out X amount of cartridges, and here's how much they are. They're like three bucks a piece, you know? But, uh, yeah, so they had they wanted that control, I think, um, and they were hesitant to switch over. And it was funny because Nintendo and, and Sony had a, a almost a deal going forward. Nintendo and Sony were pl- working together to put together a disc-based system, which was going to be the Nintendo 64. Nintendo at CES, or like E3 kind of thing, they announced that they were partnering, and not with Sony, who they'd been working with behind the scenes up until that point, but there was some other backdoor deal that was made with Philips, uh, which was a competitor of Sony's, and they announced a partnership with Philips, that they were going to be working on a system with Philips technology. Sony was like... Okay, so I guess we'll, um, you know, we'll call it a loss, and we'll go off and start our own video game company. They created Sony Computer Entertainment, and then they invented a thing called the PlayStation. How'd that work out for them? Uh, you know, they made up for it, I guess, in the long run. But uh, yeah, so the Nintendo 64 was almost the Nintendo PlayStation. And there actually is a prototype. There is a prototype Nintendo PlayStation. Branded. Wow. Yeah, and they got it working, and you can look it up at online, and it's making the rounds on these retro gaming tour things. But then next to that, I have the Sega Dreamcast, which today, when we're, filming, when we're taping this, is actually the 18th anniversary oh. of the release of the good old... Happy anniversary. Happy <laughs> anniversary. Sega Happy Dreamcast. Anniversary. Happy anniversary. That was Sega's last console ever uh they had gotten out of the console market after this had fl- um, not flopped they just you know they were they couldn't compete with the sony and then microsoft was getting in with their xbox system and they were like you know what we just we, we can't compete so they got they bowed out but it is a much beloved system people still make dreamcast games to this day like de- like indie developers still manufacture games for that system and what, what's interesting about that system there's a little microsoft windows operating system that the Sega Dreamcast kind of runs on. So there was a little partnership with Sega and Microsoft for a brief time where they, you know, collaborated to make the Sega Dreamcast. And it was a much beloved game system and has some good role-playing games, but it also has some good fighters. It's a little system that could. It was like a, the last hurrah for Sega. Um, and let me guess, Sonic was its biggest game. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know I, I, they had like Crazy Taxi and all these other games. I actually had Wacky Races, which I have. I, for, oh. Before you leave, I'll put in Wacky Races for the Please Dreamcast do. so you can see it. Um, and then to the right of that is a little known system called the Super Nintendo. Moving on. No, no, <laughs> so that's the Super Nintendo. Okay. So that's the Super Nintendo, the sequel to the Nintendo Entertainment System that competed with the Sega Genesis. 
And yeah, it was like if you were a Sega fanboy, you stuck with the Genesis. And if you were a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo fanboy and you loved your Mario and Zelda, um, you, you'd have that. And then I have a, you know, a handful of games which are on that shelf right below the Nintendo games. I have like all the essentials. I have Super Mario World, and then I have um, Link to the Past, The Legend of Zelda, which is probably everybody's favorite Zelda game next to Ocarina of Time, which came out for the Nintendo 64 which was like uh, the first 3D Zelda game. Oh. But uh, yeah, and then next to that, there's a side note. There's a thing called a Super Game Boy. That little uh, cartridge that's kind of leaning up there. Yeah, that's a, that's an adapter that you play your Game Boy games on the Super Nintendo. Oh, so oh, kind of like one of those connectors to a connector. You right, put in, you right. put the cartridge in the in the adapter, and then you put the adapter inside like a regular cartridge, and it like has it pops up on the screen, and like a you know it has like a little border around it that looks like a Nintendo, looks like a Game Boy. Is that like the first crossover between cartridges? Uh, yeah, I would think. I guess. Well, no, you know, no, because Coleco made. Um, when the ColecoVision came out, they came out with an adapter that was compatible with Atari games. So that that that's interesting. So did that help prolong the system, do you think? I think so. I think it was like a little bit of an adapter. For, it, basically, it was to promote the Game Boy system. Like, you know, people were hesitant. They weren't hesitant to buy The Game Boy exploded. Like, we can get to that. Soon. Jumping way ahead. That's kind of what this one of the big advertisements with the Switch was. Right, it's portable and it's um and it's a console. It gave incentive to buy both Game Boy games and the Super Nintendo. And uh, all right, let's go up to the next shelf. The next shelf. What what is what is this monstrosity I've never seen before? <laughs> I'm blowing the dust off of this since I haven't played it in oh an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yay! Da, 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 da. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're too kind. The audience is plotting the system. Right. The godfather, I think, of, of video games. Yes. <laughs> I made them lots of money. Yeah, the Nintendo Entertainment System, that and Donkey Kong Machines, is the revenue from that is what Nintendo's sitting on today. Like, that's that's where all of their money... Like, they can lose money on the, the Wii U that was just, re, you know, came out and went. Um, you know, when everybody calls, oh, is Nintendo going to fail? Is Nintendo going to, you know, collapse because they're not selling as many systems as Sony? And Nintendo's fine. Right. It's, it's, it's like the family fortunes in the United States that some, some of which came over, you know, with the pilgrims. Like, it's still money to this day. They're old money. Still, yeah, they're yeah, old they're money. They're old money. They're, no they're, matter how much this generation of, uh, uh, or no matter how much Paris Hilton fucks up, <laughs> she can never spend daddy's money. Exactly, right. So Nintendo's fine, and this is what helped build the uh, the empire of Nintendo. So I have, And on top of that, I have the Nintendo, the NES Advantage. That's the uh, the big joystick uh, arcade-style controller that you can play Galaga on really well. Nice. Yeah, and next to that, I have the, ooh, the evil, ooh, Sega Genesis. That's the 16-bit console that didn't really compete with the Nintendo, but that's kind of what, you know, like I said, bolstered Nintendo to go, oh, get off their ass, and, you know, oh, we've rode the rainbow of, <laughs> of the Nintendo Entertainment System for seven, eight years. Let's maybe develop something. That's, no. a, that's an eternity. Yeah, that you know was the console for Sonic, and it's also most fondly remembered by like probably the normies that listen to us uh, for the seminal hockey classic NHL '94. Yeah, yeah, I, I I had I had a buddy who that was their jam, and I remember they spent. It was one of those things where it took a week off of work, could make your own team, and uh, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe like that was. 
you know, the first time you could do in in the the hockey gaming world, you could do a whole season. You could, you know, go through a whole season and you could do a a playoff and all. Am I right? Was this the version? Yeah, that you I could go the, all the way through to the cup and yeah, play you like could four create, rounds. Exactly right. You could have a whole season. You could, um, you know, uh, you could play through every game, or you could. Um, have the computer play through games. This was the also the game that introduced the one timer move, which was uh, un you know unknown to the gaming world until this revelation. I'm, I'm holding the box in my hand, and you have a sprawled out Ray Bork diving to stop, and you cannot see the back of the jersey, but it, that is the L.A. Kings, like you know when they trade when they change their color from the purple and gold to yeah. the Raiders like silver and black, and I'm a, I'm just assuming that's the uh, the Gretzky, but You're right that they couldn't yeah they couldn't uh, afford to put the 99 on there, so they photoshopped that out. But, but yeah, like if you look at the if you read the back of it, it has like you know the siren is going to wail tonight. Over 25 new features in Hockey 94, uh, one timers, penalty shots, and shootout mode. Digitized team and player cards. Yeah, like they had photos of like all like the starting lineup players. Uh, battery backup. Compile your individual performance records and those for six of your friends. Uh, new expansion teams. Play with the new Mighty Ducks or with the Florida Panthers. Music and animations. They had over 70 new pieces of organ music from arenas around the league. So Because yeah, back in 84, or 94 rather, they hadn't started the jock jam inside the rink yet. Right, so you'd have like local organ songs that'd be played in only these certain arenas, you know. And, so, and it would be great to hear like pipe organ things of like honestly like like jump by Van Halen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so this is a great game and maybe I might play this later tonight. And this also supported four way players supported it was just this man this Honestly, my fondest memories of the Sega Genesis were the sports games. Playing with like my friends, like I would play um, Joe Montana football, which was like talking football, which was blew my fucking mind because like you know you'd have like announcers calling the passes right to like players' names. It's like this is coming out of a Genesis. Oh my god! Uh, and then that's of course when Madden started. Madden was introduced in the Sega Genesis era, and I don't know whatever happened to him. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to the games. No, uh, I, I, I'll have to go and flash in the and pan. See whatever happened, whatever happened to them. Right. Um, all right. When we started to sit down and do this, we were going to go through the games on the shelf. I'm going to cap it at not. What are the handheld games? Because there's a sh- the next shelf up is when we get into yeah. the handheld games. What are the games I'm looking at here under the TV? Well, uh, under the TV over here are the more modern systems. Like that's like the last generation. Good. I have the Wii, the Wii, and I have the Xbox 360. And I have a recently purchased PlayStation 3 Slim, the Super Slim. Um, uh, the PlayStation 3 that I purchased off of Craigslist a couple of years ago finally died. Ooh. Yeah, so, and, like, it, it sucks because it is a di- there's a disc in there. Like, it's like... A, it, oh, that's the worst. And I can't eject... And it's not, a big, it's not, like, a big deal. It's, a, it's actually the game Skyrim, which is a huge, huge. game. Huge game. But, like... You know, I can also buy it. I, I got that for the little guy once, and he was pronouncing it Scrim. Right. I'm like, I, I think it's Skyrim, but but there's no space. Right. Well, yeah, it's S-K-Y-R-I-M. Yeah, so Skyrim. he was pronouncing, because he said, oh, you know, he heard about this game Scrim. Can we get Scrim? And, of course, I go into GameStop. I'm like, can I get Scrim? And the girl behind the counter is like, I think that's a Craigslist finish. Right. I have to go somewhere else. <laughs> Can it be both? Right. Uh, but, oh, Scott. Okay, so that's... She didn't say meet me after 10? No, hey, never mind. Management might be listening. <laughs> but, yeah, so I got that. Uh, so those are the three games. And then underneath there, in the little cabinet, I have uh, housed 
some N64 games, Nintendo 64 games that are, you know, in a little bin. And then also all my Wii games, which I have about 30 of them. And the Wii was a very, very good system. Uh, the Wii... Uh, in case Nintendo was worried about running out of money, enter the Wii, where Grandma would play... Oh, the Wii Sports thing? Yeah, Wii Sp- yeah. everybody just bought it for Wii Sports. Like, it was like motion controls. I can bowl in my house. You know? <laughs> like, that kind of thing. I'm too lazy to go bowling. Right. But no, but the Wii was also backwards compatible with the GameCube, which was uh, also very good. But uh, it, it has its share of issues as well. Like, okay. Uh, uh, just, just on those, we're talking there's 13 systems I'm looking at. Yeah. How many within? How many can be turned on and played now? All of them. I mean, I mean, without having to unplug one thing and plug oh. something up with um, with, with switchers one, and routers one, and stuff two, like that. Three. The older systems have their adapters that are laying on the ground over there, but it's just a matter of taking out one adapter and plugging it in. Like so, they're all within with very minimal effort. They're all ready to be played. Okay, working systems upstairs. That are are hooked up there now. What what games do we got up there? Uh, I have the Wii U. I have a, another Wii. Um, I have a Xbox. No, I have a PS4, and I have the new Switch. So that's four systems. But th- what you have one of those down here now already. You you have. I have a Wii up here and downstairs. Yeah. Oh, okay, but so we were talking sixteen different, unique, different gaming systems. Is that it? Operational. I- in the house, we're not we're not talking the computer. This is a fully functional, operational <laughs> game room. Ah, <laughs> oh, the emperor. Uh, so so that that's that's awesome. And and, and just oh, off the and top, my, of your... and my and my uh, miscellaneous uh, drawer of extra controllers. So we're we're talking right now functioning in this household. Sixteen unique, different systems. Uh, you want to you even make a guess about how many games in total? Don't think I have to. I think I can. I think I have an app that tells me. Let me. I don't know how many games do I have. And, and now again, this does not include because you know your oldest one is more of a PC based gamer at this point, right? Uh, so we don't count that system. Um, let me see. I don't even know. What? Oh, jeez, I, I it doesn't even add them up. The, the, unfortunately, this app doesn't add them up, but I have like it doesn't add them up, or the computing power <laughs> isn't strong enough. I need to a, add them. I all need a up. PS5 to so like okay, Genesis games, 121 games, uh, Xbox 360, 79 games, PlayStation 2, 60 games, Wii, 43 games, GameCube, 40 games, Xbox, 30 games, Wii U, 21 games, Nintendo 64, 21 games, PlayStation, 20 games, PlayStation 3, 19 games. Atari 2600, 19 games. PlayStation 4, 18 games. Dreamcast, 15 games. Super Nintendo Entertainment System, 11 games. TurboGrafx-16, 10 games. Nintendo Entertainment System, 276 games. Um... That is all. I don't know. This is, this, is, this is a ton more. This is in the handhelds we didn't talk about. Uh, no. That, so that, that, that is. There's only so many so many hours in a day. My battery on this recorder can only last for so long. <laughs> oh, man. Now now everybody who listens to Carnival Personnel understands why we're so desperate on that defunct sponsor money coming in. Because <laughs> these habits are, are just, they're just costly. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap, wrap this up. But, but so, so just to recap, your all-time... You know, golden. It's it's the NES. Yeah, it's the NES. And again, completely hacky, hacky, hacky. Give yeah. me the Mount Rushmore of gaming systems. Oh, Mount Rushmore of gaming systems. Well, you have the NES. You have the Sega Genesis. You have the Sony PlayStation, and uh, you have 
<sighs> do I go? Uh, I guess the Atari. N- not, not, not in, intend. Uh, no. Oh, um, they have the not, not ColecoVision. No. Or what, there was a ColecoVision. There was a and new, television. And television. They, right. That, no. that, that didn't make it. No. Okay. No. The other Vic Twenty didn't make it. Uh, the, no, but the, yeah. So Atari, Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation. That's great. Uh, this is Carnival Personnel. Uh, our sideshow. This is this is the first. And 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 believe me, I had to like kind of bait Joe into this because I mean I think it's completely awesome. I think anybody who has like any kind of passion like this, you know, and and seriously, times have changed. People don't go, you know, guys don't go out and play catch with their kids as much. Some do some, but the bonding that you've done with this, it's helped your son's music career to get in this. There's there's a lot of positive and you know stuff with this, and truly, it, it's it's all family stuff. I mean. You don't sit around and play board games as much as you know people used to. Your your kids kind of still do with with dungeons and stuff. Yeah, D and D. Yeah, but this is this is great, and we will. I, like when I was preparing a list and shooting ideas back and forth with Joe, I, I knew right away, and I think I called it the first of your gaming system because, like I said, we can do a holding on the computer gaming, your handheld games, but I, I think the fact that we've established there are seventeen unique, different. <laughs> Fully, well, you know, when you put a number to it, how, it makes me you, really sad. How, how, do, how do you say this? This fully operational. Oh, yeah, it's a, this is a fully operational <laughs> gaming room. Uh, and it's great. The fact that they all work, that they're not, they are collecting dust, but only because we're in a basement. But the, the, the fact that they do get used, uh, and we will, you know, I'll have Joe tweet out, add them all up. I mean, he ran them down, but we're going to figure out how many working cartridges or discs there are in this house. Oh, my God. Uh, I have to for insurance purposes <laughs> exactly. think of all the money that i'm sitting on that could yep. easily go away with one flood this this you know and i would love to mock joe about this but the wall of bins of comic books that i have put oh, that's on, another side show on a plane and flown to la that then got flown to qatar that then got flown back to boston uh, your comic book has a lot of miles it, it. It, it truly it truly does but but so you can reach us at on, on Twitter at Carnival Podcast, on Facebook at Carnival Podcast. Um, you guys got any ideas for shows or, or want to relay like your favorite systems? You know, tweet. Uh, you know, reach out. It's also on YouTube. You can comment through there. But yeah, I I, I, I like this. This was fun. We did the show with Robert where he had his stand up games. Uh, we These have are the sit down games. Yeah. So so I mean, this was fun. So any more idea with gaming? Please send them to us because. I, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this. All right. Oh, and Jack, by the way, don't forget. Mm-hmm.